0: We all need to laugh.
1: We choose truth over facts.
0: And now for a perpetual political protest in progress.
2: Judge my physical mental soap, my physical as well as my mental soap, fitness.
1: Coffee time.
0: Okay, so uh, welcome to the Amokan Coffee Social Club Conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon. This is Jason Floyd, and I'm joined in the studio uh, by Loretta Eaton, as usual, and uh, Dwayne Downs. I'm speaking a little quickly today because we've already done this show once before. <laughs> and uh, the, the strange uh, gremlins in the machine uh, decided to push an automatic update onto my system uh, while we were, uh, actually it looked like the blue screen of death. It mm-hmm. didn't even look like nope. an update. It nope. just went just blip blue. and everything disappeared. It rebooted and our whole recording was lost. So this is uh, recording 2.0. So whatever we got wrong in the first epi- uh, first attempt at this is uh, now gone into the ether and um, but uh, we had some plucky things to say about sunshine in Soldatna and uh, it looks <laughs> like it's gotten cloudier now so we're not going to waste any time talking about the Sun um, but uh, Dwayne, I, I appreciate you sticking around and I know your story is important and um, you can't tell your story enough times. Mm -mm. Um, I will kind of, uh, in the interest of condensing things, we have a meeting starting in about half hour that Dwayne has driven up for uh, from Homer. And this is a meeting that um, uh, Jennifer Kendred has uh, uh, called for and the uh, uh, Community Action uh, AK, or I'm sorry, Liberty Liberty Action Action AK Group. Uh, is supporting her in this uh, this meeting. And it's a meeting for survivors um, of uh, uh, malpractice, basically, um, or folks who have lost loved ones to malpractice under um, the current covid situation nationwide and but more specifically those in our local community who have suffered and have stories to tell and i will make a big caveat uh, or, or or announcement i guess today um you know joe rogan recently got canceled and all the uh, stupid talking heads across the uh, the globe you know agreed that he should be punished and initially spotify didn't do anything about it but they ultimately made the decision that anything with uh, content that does to, to any, any podcast or broad uh, publication that talked about COVID would have to be listed as sensitive information. And so uh, we're not going to talk about uh, really policy so much, but we're going to talk about our own personal experiences. And if uh, Spotify wants to cancel us because uh, they don't think that That our personal experience is relevant and that that we shouldn't have the the free speech to speak about what's happened to us individually. Really, they're the ones that are going to have to sleep with that and uh, deal with that. Because, um, you know, they may be worried about all of the leftists that are, uh, you know, um, formerly famous stars who have threatened to leave their platform that, that, uh, you know, um, that that's going to hurt them some way. But I think they're forgetting that the whole reason their platform is successful is because of people like you Mm -hmm. and me who listen. Because a performer, after all, is nothing without an audience. They're just an empty, they're just a voice in an empty room with no one clapping. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh right i guess yeah. right yeah, yeah. no yeah. really no they really are. that's that's yeah. that's what
0: music is about mm-hmm. you know we we might fixate on the personalities and the pop stars mm-hmm. and their lifestyles and you know what they sing about and how they create their art but really art is in the eye of the beholder or the ear of the beholder mm-hmm. in this case mm-hmm. and uh, art does not exist without an audience and I think you that's could, what
2: I think that's what they've forgotten. They've become our contemporary artists nowadays are so used to having huge audiences. You will
0: buy my product. You will
2: buy, but they actually think that they're indispensable. That that we need them. That we absolutely need them for I've our survival. I've lived most
0: of my life without ever needing Neil Diamond.
2: Well, I'm, <laughs> you know,
1: it keeps showing up on the radio stations, though. You uh, know, th- th-
2: they're a nice addition, but uh, I. I I don't watch movies or anything or listen to most music nowadays.
0: You're, yeah. you're strange.
2: No, I just like quiet. The older I get, the less noise I have. Around I, was, me. I was being
0: facetious. <laughs> so uh, we did not have a podcast last week because I was sick. Mm. What was I sick with? I don't know. But it was suspiciously similar to a popular illness that's going around these days and and uh, the last two years. It's it's the illness that ended all other illnesses. Stupid. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you are. Was stupid. I don't, uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, what? yeah. Yes, I caught I caught stupid last week, and let me tell you, it was stupid, it and was stupid. it was it was stupid <laughs> fast. Yeah. Um. No, I I got sick, and um. You know all of the. Uh, All the symptoms, it was rapid onset. It was about, I don't know, I I guess 12 hours in the space of 12 hours. I woke Mm -hmm. up with a little tickle in my throat. And um, by the afternoon, I had some sort of uh, watery post-nasal stuff. And, you know, this is a season for all this. I I normally get sinus stuff this time of year. And um, so I'm treating it like I normally would. And then... About eight, nine o'clock at night, I got hit in the face with a load of bricks. It was just like, it was like the, the heaviest weight had just been dropped on me. My, my chest started feeling tight. Um, I got a pounding headache. Uh, you know, um, I started sweating profusely. I was extremely tired. I don't know what that sounds like to you, mm. but uh, it might have been one of those popular illnesses that's going around, you know, the ones with variants. Oh. Right, right. Um, um,
2: not sure where you're going
0: with this. Yeah, I, I'm not I, quite. I it's you know, just not a lot of information I, I out put, there. You know, but here's the thing is that I really don't know what I had because I didn't test. Oh, oh no. You didn't Oh, test. no. I, did, I, I know, I know. We, we're going to
2: have to go back. You need to test now. Uh, no, just in case. no,
0: I'm not. Test and quarantine. Yeah, well, well, I did do the second one. and oh. just my, Because I'm a responsible person, right, um, I went home. Mm-hmm. And honestly during the day i you probably would have called me asymptomatic, you know yeah. did I have symptoms? No. Well, I had symptoms of a sinus thing, yeah, but not not uh one of these uh, other unknown illnesses um but uh, I went home and um some some nice people mm-hmm. uh that I know had some some uh popular horse dewormer um that uh they it's actually not the horse variant it didn't taste like apples or anything it wasn't in a paste oh, that, form.
2: You, you missed the whole experience then yeah you i was i was experience. looking forward
0: to it you know um But uh, no, I I got some ivermectin in human form. Mm -hmm. You know, it was in a capsule. Oh yeah. You know, and not a horse pill. Not a horse pill. And um and so they they hooked me up with some of that and then I had gone to Haiti previously and had been prescribed hydroxychloroquine uh, for malaria uh, prevention and didn't have any adverse reactions to it, no problems and and did that twice, you Mm -hmm. know, two different trips to Haiti and uh so it was like you know um i'm going to take some hydroxychloroquine another friend of mine had some of that and hooked me up and and then uh, another person in uh, from the liberty action group yeah. actually had one of these uh, nebulizers and yeah. i did a uh, i took a nebulizer and got some food grade uh um oh what's this stuff The iodine and iodine and. and, and, and uh, now they <laughs> Yes. Now I can't. Uh, peroxide, peroxide hy- hydrogen, yeah, hydrogen peroxide, peroxide and um, saline. Yeah. Um, and I did all those things, and yeah. and ironically, within twelve hours, I was like eighty percent better. And this was a freight train that had literally run me over. So,
2: so when you fr- you first got sick, what on Wednesday? Yeah. And so you started Wednesday night Wednesday night And you started I didn't, taking I didn't
0: start taking it Till a full like 24 hours later So like Thursday night You yeah, started taking Right And so
2: by Friday
0: By Friday morning Right I was See that's just I was 80 I was 80% better Now Now As far as the Uncomfortable symptoms Yeah Yeah The, the I was still Dog tired Yeah I was still sleeping like 12 and 16 yeah. hours and you I you have still your smell? Had these weird Yeah I never lost my smell yeah, Or my it, taste Yeah um, huh. uh, I still taste great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, no. what about the first time? Did you lose your nope. smell the first time? Nope. No, nope. only
2: 78%, only about 75% of people lose yeah. their sense of smell. I did get better
1: looking
0: taste. the first time around,
2: though. I don't See, think so. I didn't lose <laughs> I'm my I'm not sure. I didn't lose <laughs> my
1: taste. It, the, the, your taste buds are just kind of weird because yeah. you don't have that sensory yeah. of the yeah. smell, so... It throws your taste buds off
2: but that's you know they, they've talked people into all kinds of weird things you know yeah. like i didn't if I did not lose didn't, your sense of taste I, I, my toes didn't
1: turn blue you know
0: <laughs> i knew someone
2: that got <laughs> blue fingers yeah, yeah. No, you know, no no i, I just um it's got very different symptoms
0: but uh so i didn't test so i don't know what i had so i was you, sick i was you sick got, and, you got and, I, of, and i and i yeah. and i used uh, some popular um yeah. prophylactics and lo and lo and behold and, and these are prophylactics and protocols that are used in the third world. I have friends in the mission field who are in medical does, does missions. Does Walmart sell them? Uh, you know, Walmart does sell some of the items. Yes. We,
2: we can't. we got to boycott Walmart then. Yeah. The misinformation. They shouldn't have it on their shelf.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because there is no There's, other illness than the illness that the, the, uh, everybody's yeah. talking about yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that's my personal yeah. experience yeah. I'm not telling you that you should do that if you get sick by all means you know you, you got to listen to your body and listen to your doctor and whoever else you listen to you, you know be in you, charge of your own health you got to grab your magic stones and rub them together and you know whatever you know get those sheep knuckles and toss them in the in the corner and well, read, read the knuckles it, it, you, you just, know people people across the world have all kinds of ways of, yes. of, of diagnosing or deciding how they're sick what kind of sick they are and what they're gonna do about it that's yeah. been the entirety of human history yes. has been us dealing with illness, and uh, has it always been right? Well, you know, I'm not going to get into bloodletting or getting, you know, having leeches put yeah, on yeah, me. You know, I think leeches, personally, are gross. I yeah, mean, but they've come back to using leeches. But leaches. I'm not going to judge you if you use leeches. <laughs> I realize I'm not going to sit next to you either.
2: Christmas gift for Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, leaches. yeah. Leeches.
0: Yeah, a bottle of leeches. <laughs> bottle of leeches. yeah. yeah. Yeah, health in a jar. Health in a jar. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Um, it, Bottom but, line,
2: you did what your grandmother would have done I if did. she would have known about I this did. stuff. minus Jason, the
0: applesauce cookies.
2: Applesauce cookies, but, and the nebulizer, which, you know, they, she wouldn't have had back then, but she would have said, hey, mustard plaster or, you know, hot steam in oh, whatever. And, well, I will Vapor tell herb.
0: you, after that nebulizer, mm-hmm. holy smokes, I was coughing up
1: cheese. Yeah, you know, it, not it, to gross you out, no, but it, it, but it was—it yeah. was still for, popping up cheese. Yeah, yeah, it just—it's just, yeah, it just yeah.
0: bad. It yeah. was bad, you know. And but I'm—I'm I'm awesome now.
2: Yeah, but that's the critical. No, you're not awesome. No, no, I, right. I, I feel awesome. Okay, you feel awesome, I, and
0: I look awesome, okay, no. and uh, <laughs> I definitely sound Health- awesome. So. Yeah. So obviously, whatever I did worked for, for my not-awesome experience and last it, you week. You know,
2: it's sad that they're not even encouraging people to, and I know a doctor, but I guess it gets into liability for them, and maybe that's what they're, they're looking at, but yeah, why aren't they telling but people let, about it? Let's
0: look at the first uh, route, uh, let's break that word up.
2: Lie. lie oh ability and ability yeah and the
0: ability. lie ability. and ability yeah. it does get into liability yeah but they are showing they're very capable yeah. of buying a lie because it used to be that doctors allowed you to i don't know get a second opinion because they were the first to admit that they didn't know everything there was to know about science and that if there was a problem they could not diagnose or figure out they would say you probably need to see a specialist or maybe talk to this guy across town or
2: no i i think in the current current medical situation that they've got you know they walk themselves into a corner you're better off doing dr google i'm very serious as your second opinion you're probably going to get a more diverse opinion. No, no,
0: no. no. It's not Dr. Google. Dr. It's Google. Dr. Duck Duck Go. Oh,
2: Dr. Duck 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 <laughs> Go. Yeah, say that okay. 10 okay. times fast. Yeah.
0: Right. Dr. Duck Duck Go. Rather yeah. than yeah. looking doctor, right.
2: for another doctor because if they're all hooked into the same protocol, they're going to give you the same advice. That's right. That's right. So,
0: you know, so so we're here to talk about a little bit um, about personal stories and mm. uh, I first met Dwayne on the corner at uh, street, corner. Uh, street corner, yeah, we were street <laughs> street corner pals, you know, standing out there ten below protesting. with signs, protesting at the Y in Soldatna, right right across from uh, from uh, Walgreens, you know, and um, Starbucks. Yeah, uh, well, Domino's. Domino's. Dominoes. Yeah, you know, um, <sighs> you had to bring up Starbucks. Why'd you do that? Right. Because I, it's see, a really you, interesting you, you, juxtaposition. You, to- you totally got me like, well, you know what? Domino's and Starbucks. Let's go there. And,
2: and the medical, you well, know. You know it,
0: let's go there. So that corner has yeah. become a little microcosm of Seattle, hasn't it? It has. It you has. Know? It's, it's our like, Seattle corner. It's, it's like the progressive yep. post. Yep. You know, you, yep. you go to every little town and what do you find? Yep. A Starbucks and a couple of... Of national change that are all woke. Yeah. You know, and, and guess what you can't buy at Walgreens?
2: Oh, what can't you buy?
0: That that uh, popular dewormer. Oh the horse paste. No. The, no, no, not the, the pace. The, mm. the the human one. The human one. Yeah, yeah. Wow. The one that, that cured you can't buy river that blindness. You yeah. know the one that yeah. cured yeah. river blindness. You can't buy that anymore. Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. I can't put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh and nice. it also helped with swine flu. And it also made uh, Uttar Pradesh one of the most healthy states in India. India. 271 million people, Mm. with, uh, you know, somehow a lot healthier than their neighbors. Um, Wow, crap. What was the name Uh, of that? Horse paste. Let's just call it horse paste. Horse paste. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah. This Nobel Peace Prize,
0: first first Nobel Peace Prize ever awarded to veterinary science. I'm
2: not. I'm not gonna. (laughs) I I am not gonna gratify those people by naming it. I'm just gonna call it horse paste. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Hey, you you believe it's horse paste? Go ahead for it. Even though it doesn't look like horse paste.
0: You know, I I wanted to make a drink here at the shop and call it the Mister Ed.
2: Oh, I would just call it horse paste. (laughs) <laughs> and get
1: some horse paste from Kenai Feed.
0: Hello, Wilbur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: no, they run out real fast. Yeah, they, they it, it doesn't it, stay. There's in. a lot of wormy horses
0: around these a lot days. Of, yeah. Lots yeah, of them. A lot of wormy horses. I mean, there's a there's a there. You know, we hear about this pandemic of this other illness, but where is the news coverage on the pandemic of of the uh, the the infestation of our horses? Well, there are so many horses with have, parasites these yeah. days. I mean.
2: That's why it's flying off the shelves. It's just flying yeah. off the shelves. But it's also used for goats. It's, and it's what is th- that, that? What is be, the yeah.
0: death? Well, what's the death toll of our horses nationwide? I don't know. Well, it must be working. It, yeah, that's true. Right, that's true. Right. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's flying off the shelves, yeah. and yeah. we haven't heard of the mass kill off of horses. So horses, yeah. obviously, you know, it's yeah. working on something on a number of levels. So Dwayne, we're here to talk a little bit more about a serious issue, and. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from and uh what brought you to to drive to Soldotna and stand on a freezing corner with us on a on a sunday
1: well i'll tell you i it started when me and my wife got covid back in august it was about uh mid to end of august we were we were starting to get a little bit sick um she she was sicker than i was i actually turned for the better and She kept getting worse. So we kept her over the weekend at home, and then the next Monday she woke up. She she couldn't go to work. She'd been trying to push herself to work, but she couldn't go to work. Uh, We convinced her that she needed to go to the hospital. At the time, I didn't know what was going on. I just knew that she could get to the hospital and she'd get care and get fixed. Uh, You know, I wasn't able to start studying my mind wasn't in the right place to even figure out how I'm going to save her. I wasn't hearing the hospitals killing them at the time, mm-hmm. but, uh, so she, she was admitted into the hospital and I, over a period of two weeks, she kept slowly kept getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, so she was in the hospital for two weeks. She, yeah, a total, a total of 15 days. And which, which uh, hospital, 17 was, days. which hospital was this? Uh, it started in Homer South peninsula hospital. Uh, the, they, they, they were giving her limited care. Is what they were doing. So
2: were they offering her any types of medications? Were they discussing she, they any told, of this with they you? They told
1: me that they were giving her remdesivir. Oh, at, uh, at the, okay. At the time, from the I, beginning. At yeah. the time, I didn't know what rem, yeah. remdesivir would do, yeah. and I'm not. It was that was just starting to come out in yeah. September. Uh, but it, they 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 did a few treatments. They had her on the BIPAP, and then eventually, she, uh, she got a little better. So they transferred her over to the CPAP. When, when they left her overnight, she didn't fare so hot with the CPAP, so they put her back on the, the BiPAP. Uh, she wasn't able to text me. Uh, she couldn't wear her glasses with the BiPAP, and she's she blind without her glasses. So uh, I think the hospital was texting for her. Um, but they, they did a Facebook live with me and got her set up in a chair, but she still had that same blank stare and she wasn't communicating with me.
2: So it sounds like they weren't letting you in even to visit her.
1: No, down at, there. at the time, at the time they weren't.
2: So from the day she went in for two weeks, you didn't see her.
1: I, I didn't see her.
2: So you couldn't even assess. I couldn't even, other than I couldn't on a see face what they were
1: doing. You and couldn't so, even,
2: well, look at her. Sometimes you can look at someone that you love and say, hey, you know, they're... they're, they're Something's not right. There's something not right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't see that online.
1: But they called me in after about two weeks, just a little bit over two weeks, and said, Mr. Downs, you need to get down to the hospital. Well, they don't call you to dance. You know, they, they want you to get down there to, to be with your loved one in their last, their last moments. Well, when we got there, um, they garbed me all up. They put me in the room. Uh, At that point, they did the the chest x-ray and found out that she had a collapsed lung.
0: So they didn't know that she had a collapsed lung when they called you?
1: No, sir.
2: Aren't there other symptoms to a collapsed lung? I'm not a medical person, but... I mean, I would have... Wouldn't that have... Like, and I, you know, I
1: can't have that they weren't paying attention to her overnight. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure she had a collapsed lung for a period of time that mm. they didn't discover until they threw it in front of me. Yeah. And after they did that, they did a bedside procedure to fix her lung. And they they told me that they were going to medevac her 220 miles away to Providence Hospital in Anchorage. So they they convinced me that she would get better care there. So... Uh, it took most of the day for that to happen, for them to get everything and find a hospital bed because, of course, Providence is full of dying people. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as she took off to Anchorage, I took off. I, I drove. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go be there next to my wife when she gets there. So I was there. Um, they called me in about 2 o'clock in the morning and said, Mr. Downs, you need to come down here. Again, they're not calling you to dance. You know, so I got in to the hospital. uh, The long walk down to the end of the hallway, you know, all the way to the back of the wing. uh, They were taking care of people in the front of the hospital. In the back of the hospital, they were they were just taking care of them. They were babysitting them. There wasn't doctors and nurses running all over the place. There was people behind desks pushing pushing keyboards. There was nobody helping these patients. So. I was able to get in and see her. The chaplain wasn't. Uh, nobody was. Uh, the doctor came on teleconference over the over the computer monitor, and he was trying to convince me that that we needed to pull the plug on her at this time. He said that the South Peninsula Hospital, when when the doctor did the procedure to repair the lung, he says he didn't do it right, and it collapsed mm. in flight. Mm. Uh, so they had a partial collapsed lung when he got to Anchorage. So. But anyways, I got to see her. I got to pray with her a little bit and hold her hand and you know assure her that we loved her and everybody missed her and and I told her I was going to have to contact her family. They're Amish down in in Illinois. So it took a little bit of contacting to do. So they wouldn't let me stay. So I went home. I went, actually went to the hot, the the hotel. It was about 10 minutes away. It was thought I might get a little bit of rest and maybe contact some people but I didn't rest that night I, I, I ended up talking on the phone all night uh, I got some acceptance uh, but I, I I called back the next day and my my niece was wanting me to force ivermectin um, the horse based mm-hmm. did I say that yeah. <laughs> anyways uh, so somebody's got to say it on this program. yeah, yeah. Might, uh, yeah. So, so might as well be me yeah Uh but the whole thing that i that i was trying to point out is i got to hold her well the next day when i forced that issue the hackles came up on the nurse the doctor called me five minutes later and told me that's not the 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 direction your wife is headed mr downs that you know she's she's got blood clots in her legs and she's got blood clots Mm -hmm. in her lungs you know and uh, there's this medicine i don't remember what it was at the time and i'm sure it's in my records but uh that we need to give to her it's a Hail Mary pass. She's either going to live or she's going to bleed out. So I said, well, if we can't do anything else with the horse pace, I mean, I'm willing to try anything. And I I put it to the doctor. I says, Doc, if this was your wife Mm -hmm. sitting here at the bedside, in this bed right now, would you use this? Mm -hmm. And he says, 100%. Mm -hmm. So I had to trust the doctor. You know, it was a Hail Mary pass, but... Uh, about 45 minutes later, it didn't work. They called me back to the hospital. Uh, this time the doors were closed. She had the tubes were fed through the door. So that make it easier for them to not get COVID as mm-hmm. they're changing her IVs. and her Now, how long had she been sick at this point? This was 17 days. So or 16 days. So 16 days, yeah. they,
0: they are in, and, and you told us this previously when we recorded the episode that, uh, I mean, she's not even infectious after yeah, she wasn't this time. Yeah. Right. And now it's right. five days. Right. So, so let's, let's isolate a mm-hmm. dying woman mm-hmm. in a room, give her absolutely no human contact. Nobody caring for her records. So you don't even
2: have to change the saline, the, the, you know, drip bag. You don't even actually have to go in or uh, look at, you know, is she... You know, if she if she has How a do, diaper or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. is How she they, is her she her personal comfortable? Care, her, her personal care, care yeah. whatever you call that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. It,
0: yeah, just basic needs of personal care. You know, you know, they'd already written her off. Yeah.
1: It sounds like, it's yeah. some, but not the, not to be callous. No, uh, no, I agree hundred percent. At, no. this, at this point, in my I knew that she was she was the next suspect or the next next candidate to to so they could clear a room and get another one in. Because they're shipping them from all over the state, and they know that people are not coming to see their folks because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And they think they can't. Well, you know, I witnessed two different staffs between the night crew and the day crew because the day crew wouldn't let me in. Mm-hmm. But the night crew did. The night crew did. Mm-hmm. And then the day crew blamed the night crew for screwing up because they didn't follow the protocol. Well, obviously, they have two, two different ways of doing it. In the so day, so day your niece
0: your niece works in a hospital down south somewhere. Yes, sir. And she, and she you was called the, her and talked to her about the situation. I was
1: actually texting her on Facebook at the time, on Messenger at the time, okay. I was sitting there uh, t- telling her what's going on. she says, "Well, just go in there." Well, there's security guards around. I don't want to go to jail. I want to see my wife. You mm-hmm. know, so I don't want to get thrown in jail. Um, so I sat there for 45 minutes to an hour, and I, I kept nagging to the people at the desk. It's like, you know, this is this is crap. You guys, you guys it's inhumane to do this what's mm-hmm. changed between last night and today mm-hmm. you know I didn't know but my niece thankfully called the head of the department and she she, she didn't do any miracles she just begged for them to, to look through her charts and find anything a way to get me in to see my wife and so after about an hour the lady comes out to me and she says Mr. Downs you, you, mm-hmm. you need to go in and see your wife this is, you know, give me your niece's number. I need to call and apologize to her as well because she's passed the COVID uh, transfer rate or transfer date. So mm-hmm. I was able to spend the last 45 minutes with my wife. Now,
0: these are these are medical professionals. And not a single one of them without an outside medical professional asking a critical question mm. keyed into the fact that she was no longer contagious, that she was well beyond yeah. that, the protocol. That 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 uh, protocol for isolation. And you know, for me, you know, Loretta and I, we have this thing going on where where <laughs> she, she she, she blames stupid, I I, I blame <laughs> evil. And I said before when we recorded, I, I, I believe it's evil. Mm. And I the reason too. I believe it's evil is because we, we live in a nation where where there are basically two camps: those who believe in the sanctity of life and those who do not. Yeah, agree. And and the folks, you know, there are a lot of people who, uh, are mask their 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 evil. By becoming medical professionals and say that they are one thing when they are something different, you know, the, the doctors take that Hippocratic oath mm-hmm. to do no harm. But then doctors. I mean, I, I think the argument could be made that every doctor on that floor that denied you access was incompetent or evil. Mm. There's no other malpractice. Yeah, that they were they were engaged in malpractice or incompetence. That they they were either too stupid they shouldn't have passed
2: see i told you the, they they shouldn't stupid. they they, they, yeah, they, they, they were it's too either dumb. it's either yeah. they should yeah.
0: not have been given their yeah. their credentials yeah. and their, yeah. their license to practice yeah. or they were just evil and jaded and did not care about the humanity represented in your wife in that room mm-hmm. and the yes, humanity sir. represented yeah. in you as her family yeah. and and her support
2: but you know what's interesting is because if that that would never go to 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 court because they followed protocol and so therefore that absolves them and And that's what protocol is is the removal of
0: the human context
2: exactly and that's what but we've hey we want that you you do you understand there's a a, a significant portion of the american population that puts up with that that put up with that for all the freebies that were given out under covid you know people didn't have to pay for their shots their testing their treatment or anything so they put up with it well there's people that don't disagree with what happened to your wife you know that
1: absolutely you
2: have to live this is a community we live in we live in a community in which a portion of our society thinks that what happened to your wife was just that's just the way it is
0: i i would i would encourage you if you just are lis- you know yeah. if you're listening to this uh Sad. and and you have some time go back through the Podbean platform that we published to. And you can read the abstract for each of the shows. I can't remember which episode it was, but we did an episode where we, where we talked about, uh, I think it was like the 14 stages of genocide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it talked about how genocide becomes a legitimate practice mm-hmm. in a culture and the progression of how you arrive from being one day relatively decent to being totally, you know, like Nazis mm-hmm. the He's next German. day you know and and how how these these nurses and these these medical practitioners start out on one end of the spectrum and how they eventually end up on the other end of the spectrum mm-hmm. and are guilty of the crimes you know that are delineated in the nuremberg uh, code right. you know and um you've you uh you gave me a, a link here i want to make sure that we talk about it today is uh this link is uh, it's a website. It says protocolkills.com. Can you tell us a little bit
1: about this site? This is a site that we, uh, the group that I'm in, has developed uh, for people to speak out their stories. Um, if there's a, a lots of valuable information on there for people that are sick. Uh, the support group that I'm a part of pushes this to to make people aware of the when they get sick of covid or uh, whatever you're sick of that you that you make sure you take care of your own health and you're in charge of your own health and ProtocolKills.com gives the stories it tells how remdesivir is not not is killing so i encourage you guys to go visit it
2: um now is that a national group protocol kills or this is your local no no this is this This is is a national
1: this is a this is Nationwide, yeah. The protocol
2: kills.com is a national site, yes.
1: yeah. And there's, I don't know, there's mm-hmm. probably 40 stories on 30, 30 to 40 stories on there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that don't want to speak out just yet, though. Yeah, it's you know, and it, well, and, it's, and it takes under, a whole lot,
0: understandably. So, you know, I mean, and we talked about this before, but uh, you know, this 24 hour news cycle, if you don't talk about it today, you know, by a week, it who cares? Yeah, you know, it's it, exactly uh, moving right. on. I'm gonna watch my TikTok, you know, video. Mm-hmm. and don't tell me right. stuff that happened last week because it's irrelevant now. Yeah. No. You know, the the unfortunate thing is is that those are human lives that were very relevant and that the families that are left in this this tragedy, the wake of this uh this 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 criminal uh, enterprise that is the CDC. Right. And and how they're managing, you know, this this illness um that That's not trivial. That's not something that we can just walk away from and forget and say, well, that's last week's news. And, um, you know, you're not unique in the perspective of being slow to step up and speak out. Because I
1: know you didn't do it immediately after she died. I actually did it two weeks after she died. I did a story with Susan Downing on yeah. Must Read Alaska. Okay. So two weeks. I, that was you know, September 29th. That's actually that. pretty
0: quick. Yeah, that, you know, I know amazing. Katie Way is a local realtor here, yeah. and her mother-in-law was, was killed by this hospital, uh, according to her. Um, you know, and you'll have to, you'll have to, we'll have her on the show, mm-hmm. but, uh, you'll have to hear her story. And, um yeah, absolutely. you know, uh, that's what she has told me. That's what she has told the borough assembly, um, because there is a, a movement on right now and you're actually up here for a couple of reasons today to be on the podcast, but there's also a meeting of the Liberty Action Group, um, or one that they're supporting, uh, with, uh, Jennifer Kendred, and we're looking for survivors of malpractice, uh, whether that's, uh, surviving members of the family after somebody's passed or whether it's somebody who went seeking treatment and was
1: denied trying to gather them together. Right. To speak out.
0: Right. Because, because ultimately no matter what the borough assembly says or what the mayor says, when they say, well, we have no power, that's just simply not the case. Uh, we own this local hospital. Yes, sir. They have allowed it to become federalized through a non-profit system, and they've given over management of this hospital to an outside group that is bent on making profit, ironically. Wow. Profit. Uh, now, Loretta, tell us a little bit about the uh, the tax uh, information that you found and what you're going to be doing with that.
2: Well, I, I it. The uh, hospital here, CPGH, Central Peninsula General Hospital, un- un- unless it's different. Now, if somebody knows different, please let me know. But it was incorporated in 1994 as its own e- entity. And so it's an as a nonprofit, too. So its tax returns are online. And I found its tax return. And I... Was
0: that an easy task? I'd have been it mortified. It
2: sort of whatever. was, but it sort of wasn't because... I had to do a lot of digging, and there's a there is a site where you can look up nonprofits. How many tax hours returns. would you say you had into research? It took me about forty minutes because, 40 minutes, because first of okay. all, I had to figure out what CPGH was and Inc. Mm-hmm. It's CPH dot comma I capital I capital N capital C. That's the name of this hospital. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the company. And beyond that, I don't know anything. But it looked to me like the one of the last tax returns which was 19 uh 2018 or 2019 it was like and if i'm wrong hey i'm just wrong i read it wrong but it looked like it was 340 million was there gross for the year for the year okay for the year that's just like i said i'm going to take it into an account and say hey Explain Mm -hmm. to me and that makes kind of sense because we don't understand the hospital here is 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 very much like an octopus It's got a lot of arms right that are out in the community that put revenue back into the hospital CPGH Inc. Right incorporated, you know and What I find would love to have somebody tell me is because I I do understand business and I, I I'm trying to relate in my head it doesn't i don't understand who the outside interest is that owns that and if it's totally owned within the 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 borough here that's amazing that this is an organization that produces 340 million dollars a year whose board of directors is here right think about that mm-hmm. and and they're running that hospital that's a huge operation that's totally run by a very low level elite. board
0: very very elite. small group of people well a
2: very elite you know and and I think Rick Davis it looked like his gross income was in the 6 like 600,000 um Davis. they have a few other
0: over half a million dollars no yeah uh, they how much they money have do
2: you
1: need in life to be honest with you
2: well, I don't like to get into that, and I'm not disputing any of that. Right. I think people are worth what they're worth. Right. You know, because then well, I'm going to look at you and say, well, why do you think you're worth what you're worth? He's worth what he's worth because he went and somebody gave him a contract for that. But the thing that concerns me more is that this is a huge operation that – think about how board of directors work. Board of directors, like say Chevron or pick any, Hillcorp whatever well hill corps private so you can't look at them but pick any major uh, public company that's on the stock market right they they make may make hundreds of millions of dollars but they have a very high level board of directors i mean these are usually CEOs of other corporations right right and I, I, so i i want to be wrong i really want to be wrong but it's frightening to me if we have an organization here that has a gross revenue of three hundred million, and it's got no input from other business leaders. Other and it's than totally
0: isolated, uh, uh, not accountable to anyone. But
2: that's what I'm saying. So you're, right. I, I didn't express right. myself very well. But this is a huge operation. That if it's just local business leaders. This is that's a lot of money to be making weird decisions on if you don't have that. You know, Chevron has board of look at the board of directors. There are other oil company executives, other executives of other companies that understand what a a multinational company that makes hundreds of millions of dollars should do with that. You know, and that's who hires. If you don't like Rick Davis. That's who hired Rick Davis. Is the board of directors? Right. If I'm reading it right. Right. No, isn't that the way it works?
0: Yeah, I, I'm not sure on that. Um, I was under the impression that the board was an advisory board, that well, um, then, that they're not necessarily a governing board, and that. Um, well, then who and, hired
2: Rick Davis?
0: i i was under the impression and it, you know it, we need to we need to clarify this okay but yeah, i was I in, under the impression that the actual the hospital was yes it, it, it is incorporated as a nonprofit, um a standalone entity separate from the borough not of the borough um but that it was part of a larger hospital network
2: can't find that
0: you can't find that can't so, find out. so i'd love
2: to have somebody show me so
0: so if that is the case that's what i'm saying um, what i'm saying is if it is the case then, then, it would be whoever is at the top of that hydra. Yes, and uh, you that, know uh, yeah. that is is in charge of hiring the executive folks. As far as just understanding systems, advisory boards are basically uh, made up of uh, community members who represent or are supposed to, in yeah. a way, represent a cross section of um, uh, stakeholders in the Mm -hmm. community, and they're supposed to weigh in on decision-making, but they don't really have any governing power over the executive to direct them you shall do this they can say this is our opinion this will make the community happy if you do this and we'll rubber stamp that but that's all an, an advisory community committee or an advisory board gives advice
2: and i and, and i understand that yeah, but so. i find it really strange because i can find south peninsula hospital is allied with providence sure and you can find that it's very clear you can find that but i cannot find And I've looked several times. And like I said, I'm going to go to somebody that knows more about the interconnectedness of business, but you know, this is a huge organization regardless. And it, it, it affects our community quite a lot because of the size that it is. And the people that are deal that, you know, are operating it, it should be a little more careful maybe. Yeah, you know?
0: you know, I I was they just recently had some board members change out in and out of uh, position there, and I found it quite curious that Paul Ostrander.
2: Okay, he's the he he's was a the city manager he say, yeah. for
0: Kenai. It has newly been appointed, elected, or whatever. I don't on the board know, on the board there. And, I think uh, they're appointed. And I think so, they're appointed. so uh, interesting little sidebar. You know, it's Friend Kenai, it's Kenai that that extended the emergency mandate, mm. emergency. You know, uh, the COVID emergency in town, so that they could chase federal money.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, and it, it's Kenai yeah. that took yeah. the
0: CARES Act money yeah. and. Washed it, yeah. also known as laundering. laundering. Yeah, but they they, they washed it uh, because mm-hmm. they w- apparently what they did was completely legal. I've been told this yeah. number a number yeah. of times, where they basically already had a public safety budget, and they took a bunch of that CARES Act money and they put it into the public safety budget, and then they took the money they had pre pre previously uh, budgeted or allocated yeah, to that and took it out it and out. put it in the general fund. Yeah. So they supplanted the already collected public monies that were collected through taxes for public safety and they took that all out of public safety and put it in their general fund. They took all the COVID money and replaced put that it in th- public safety in, into public safety. And then they took all the money out of public safety and they put it towards bluff stabilization. Yeah. And and a couple other Pet projects projects, that the that the infrastructure that yeah that the voting (laughs) public would not support through bonding yeah
2: Yeah, but that was not an infrastructure money that was COVID money yeah I know that was meant to and here's and here's and
0: here's here's the crazy thing is that that five million dollars that they got wasn't enough to accomplish their goal so what they're doing is they're taking that money and using it to leverage other funds so they're taking government money see the the way that it, the systems work that works out if they want to do a capital improvement project or bluff, bluff erosion stabilization project or whatever the Army Corps of Engineers and, and, and the state and the feds, they have pots of money to help with that. But they say that if you're serious about this issue, we want to see that the community is as serious as you want us to be. And so you're going to have to come up with a matching amount yeah. or some seed money yeah. to show that you're in, as invested in this project as you want us to be. Right. That the citizens of your community believe it's important enough that they're going to put some of their dime on the line. Right? Right. But what they did was just an elaborate shell game where, because the voters didn't want to to, the, to stabilize, the, the, you know, to pay more taxes, to stabilize a, a bluff that will not ever stop eroding. Right. And... Um,
1: <laughs> Blame global warming. And, and,
0: and so they took they took public monies that came in to help the public. Yeah, f- during COVID. During COVID, because of their draconian lockdowns and, and issues, and, and used that and painted it up like it was public investment so that they could go out and chase more federal and state money and say, oh yes, we've come up with the seed money. But
2: doesn't isn't isn't Kenai the city that has always gone after matching funds for projects? Well, all the, all, all the but cities they never, do it. Well, Kenai is one of the noticeable ones because they've got the Challenger Center. They have the um, Heritage Place was built with ch- m- matching funds. The Rec Center was built, and someone told me that was in the know. They they go after the matching funds, but they never look to have funds for maintenance and upkeep. Maintenance and upkeep right. is a huge problem right. with them. Well, and, 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 and so and, they don't look forward. They and, don't look down the road. And
0: Kenai is Kenai is. You don't have to dig deep to find uh, corruption and cronyism in Kenai. You mm. know they, they they purchased a uh, they purchased a mansion down on the south beach uh, at the end of at the end of uh, Cannery Road oh. um, so that they could get dedicated beach access for all the dip netters. Because previously they had to cross Canaitze land to get there. And the Canaitze, the tribe, the tribe didn't, the tribe didn't like that because they t- tore up the beach and then they messed with their fish. You know, public would mess with their fish site and get, get really in the way of the tribe's operations, you know, yeah, which is reasonable for the yes, tribe to say, hey, stop yeah. it. Yeah. So So what they did was there was a family that built this multi-million dollar mansion and they had an airstrip and a big piece of land uh, there at the mouth of the river. Oh, I And know. they bought it for I don't know, it was a couple million dollars the city. Yeah, and then they subdivided it so that they could put an easement or a road th- right through right next to the mansion. and they they separated the uh, the, the airstrip parcel from the mansion parcel. And then they held it for a number of years. And then they sold it.
2: Like the city for, for the Ken- pennies The on city the, of Kenai sold it. For, yes, for pennies okay. on the okay. dollar.
0: And they sold it to, if I'm not mistaken, the gentleman who owns the Cannery Lodge. Oh, okay. No, I don't. And now that location is a favorite place mm-hmm. for people like Governor Mike Dunleavy to go and meet with all of the other okay. rich, well-to-do elites, yeah. and have cocktail parties and raise money. So they
2: own the. You're saying they, they own no, Cannery? No, no,
0: no. They oh. bought it for yeah with with taxpayers', taxpayers money, dollars and, and for yeah. for several million dollars. Yeah. And then they flipped around. They sold it for less than a million, is yeah. what I heard. Yeah. To this guy who yeah. owns the cannery. So log. so,
2: how do people get to the beach then? Because well, they go. They, the they, go the,
0: they go on the dedicated road now. Okay, that's there, okay. Right? So they go on the dedicated right. road. Yeah. But okay. um, so so Dwayne's going to jump off because this uh, meeting is starting, and and that's mm. his primary purpose for being here today. But um, uh, thank you, Duane, for showing up. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit longer here. I pulled up the ownership and pa- governance page for the Central Peninsula Hospital. I'm going to read that. But mm. thank you very much, Duane, for, for
1: coming. I appreciate your time.
0: All right. So um, ownership and governance. So the Central Peninsula Hospital is accredited by the Joint Commission. And that means that, and, and I'm reading from yeah, their website. Yeah, and I've looked at says that, that, too. That means that we voluntarily submit yeah. to yeah. evaluations of our compliance with nationwide hospital standards mm-hmm. on a continuing basis. Joint Commission accreditation is your assurance that... Central Peninsula Hospital practices continuous quality monitoring to provide you but, with quality yeah. health care. So does
2: it say anywhere like who else owns it or no? Well, this then is it goes just, into
0: ownership and it yeah. says ownership. Central Peninsula Hospital is a borough owned yeah. uh-huh. nonprofit yeah. facility. Yeah. Operated by a corporation, Central Peninsula a, General Hospital Inc. Yeah. That, located in Soldat, yeah. Alaska. The hospital is administered by CPGH yes. Inc. and operates through a lease and operating agreement with the Kenai Peninsula Borough. Yes. The hospital is a nonprofit entity mm-hmm. organized exclusively yeah. for charitable, uh, charitable, educational, and scientific so, so purposes. Th- see, there's
2: nowhere there that it says that there's any outside entity that has operational control of it. It's all. And that's as far as I can get. And,
0: and it's, a it's a 501 c It's a 501c3. So that's how you find the tax the information. The for profit status yep. ensures that all financial resources yep. after operating expenses are paid. We committed, uh, We are committed to improving technology, patient services, and the facility. Then governance, it says an 11-member Yeah. volunteer board of directors... Comprised of a cross section of professional, business, and community mm-hmm. active leaders, yeah. govern the hospital. So, so, so it's not an advisory board; it's a governing board. Well, board members must be at least nineteen years old yeah. and be a resident of the Central Peninsula Borough Hospital Service Area of the Kenai Peninsula Borough. So, so I'm not wrong. No. So 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 these folks. Does that not concern you? Oh, it concerns me deeply.
2: Now I, wa- I want to be proven wrong. Now I really want I really want that tax information to show that they make thousand dollars a year. seriously, because three hundred and forty five million is a, is a half a billion. That's a huge. You know, and I, I sit and I thought about how businesses are structured, like large corporations, think about it. No Now on
0: that tax that tax return that that's revenue after costs.
2: No, that was I looked at the gross. I looked at the gross revenue because okay, I so looked at the the front page tends to be gross.
0: So what we would need to know is, and I'm gonna is take what, to what their what their net. It, it still doesn't matter. It's after still, cost is, it's
2: still three hundred and forty-five billion, billion dollars going th- flowing yeah. through hands. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. And this is what people mistake. So, mis- so let's talk yeah.
0: about you. You were talking about a urologist.
2: I, I don't want to get it. No, we're not, not going to do that now. Okay. Well, I, I'll, there, I'll clarify that. There there there, I, I don't there I don't are wanna, some very it, that was, in, interesting was,
0: information it, in that tax return. It, you should look at
2: regarding regarding
0: employment. Uh, who gets paid who gets and what paid they get what? paid.
2: You know, it was it was actually shocking to
0: me. Very shocking.
2: I am still. I'm sorry. I still lie awake in bed at night, and I worry about the fact that this huge organization is run and guided by local people. That that I, I looked up the board, and they the board, and they're very nice people. But there's a huge difference between guiding a half a billion dollar business and guiding one that makes like a 100000 Well,
0: I, I've met a lot of people who, you know, if you sit down a, in a restaurant with them or across the table for yeah. coffee or at a cocktail party yeah. or something, they're very nice people. Yeah. But when you dig into their politics and their social values and views, you know, there, there's mm-hmm. some of these people, are the same people that are like, it's okay for us to have a... Uh, Partial birth abortion or it's okay for, you know, you to end uh, the life of an infant, you know, um, halfway through the pregnancy or or three quarters of the way through the pregnancy. And I'm sorry, those people are evil. They might be nice at a cocktail party. I'm sure I'm sure Adolf Hitler had his moments when when folks were like, "Hey, he he's a he, he's a, he's a witty guy." Yeah. You know, he could tell yeah. he could tell a mean joke. Yeah. But, you know, you
2: know, for me it goes back to more like, "Okay, then that explains River Towers." The River Towers for me is a huge waste of money. That huge facility with that huge atrium which you have to heat, you have to cool. You know, I mean, we're in a climate that you're looking at these things and going, okay, this is a nonprofit hospital, mm-hmm. nonprofit, N-O-N, right? nonprofit. And it's, it's, it's got a facility that they added to it that, that really, for me, is not appropriate here for a small community in which they're fighting for funding. You've gone in River Tower,
0: am I? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. Does that not like, uh, uh, is it me?
0: It, it looks like uh, any other government project where, uh, you know, back back in the Middle Ages, right? Before well, I was born? Well, right, right. <laughs> yes, yes <laughs> but just before. Just before. Just, <laughs> just, That's just really be- not pleasant. Just, just before you were born. You know, back in the Middle Ages. I'm not talking about being middle-aged. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but back in the Middle Ages, right? Mm-hmm what did the the governing systems of the day do they built massive monumental uh, uh, architectural wonders to demonstrate their what power their power their power you look at the cathedrals all across Europe right you look at uh, at the monuments you know um, every civilization the government or those who are in power build these massive monuments to themselves. To demonstrate their power,
2: Hitler knew the thousand-year Reich.
0: Right, that
2: he he had spectacular and, monuments, and, and to it's him. all
0: in the name of public works and infrastructure.
2: But that maybe explains why we have a place like the River Towers. That's right. That's right. You know it, the
0: River Powers.
2: Well, River Powers, because yeah. I'm not saying it shouldn't have been a nice facility, but that is like overbuilt for the community. When 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 we've got you know organizations that are struggling. And somebody has to pay for that. First well, of all,
0: that... I, I recently heard that our hospital is one of the most expensive hospitals in the state. Oh, really?
2: I, I didn't, th- that, I've never, that, never that, seen that. that. That
0: their billing, their billing is, uh, far exceeds, mm-hmm. far exceeds uh, comparable ha- hospitals oh, across really? the
2: state. And, and you reputable person, person in the know, well, just you know I mean, gossip? Just gossip. Go- well.
0: Gossip with people like you. Oh, well, people who are I mean, who are 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 you know furiously researching yeah. through the wee hours of the morning yeah finding all these tasty little tidbits of hey did you know yeah
2: did you know you know
0: and so so beyond that it, did it come from a credible source it comes from yeah. somebody that I believe yeah okay it and comes from somebody who I trust that's a good start yeah yeah it you know. comes from somebody yeah. who who brings stories to my attention yeah. kind of like you do yeah. you know with your stack of stuff yeah and and uh, so when you tell me about you know this this tax return, yeah. It, it comes as no surprise to me. And you know, mm-hmm. I used to be a Rotarian. Uh I was in this local club for many years. Great people there. Um but the the format of a Rotary meeting is every week you get business professionals and people with alphabet soup after their mm-hmm. name and business owners. Yeah. That come together for fellowship around good deeds. Mm-hmm. It's a do good club. Yeah. Right? Well, they're humanitarians. They want to they want to stop injustice. They want to stop disease. They want to stop poverty. They want to, you know, it's uh, Rotary yeah. is one of two NGOs that has a permanent seat in the in the. Uh, 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 e- the e- United, M- Nations. E- United Nations. The other one is, is the Cath- Vatican.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say that Catholic you know. relief organization. So, so, or so the Vatican yeah.
0: has a seat and Rotary has yeah, a seat. god, that's scary. <laughs> so so I belong to Rotary, no secret handshakes or anything, you know, mm-hmm. just a bunch of nice friends and neighbors yeah, get nice together people. for lunch. Nice people. But one of the things is, is that every week you have a presentation. Well, yeah. we had a presentation from C P G H. Okay. And they were talking about this great installation they were going to put on, on their fancy new building. It mm-hmm. was going to be on the roof of the building. I okay. don't know if they actually did it, because when you drive by, you can't see it.
2: Okay, and what...
0: But, um, or I haven't been able to see it. But it was this giant articulating salmon that would articulate with the wind.
2: And why would they put it on the roof?
0: Well, they said it was so that uh, it would be something pleasant that uh, patients could look at. On the roof? Yeah, I don't know if it was a lower roof Are they and even there, a, there were like patient rooms outside. and t- uh, a okay, tower yeah. looking at it or what. But, you know, it struck me at the time. And that time. came out
2: of the board of directors.
0: Oh, oh most definitely. Yeah, you see, that's, what, most that's my definitely. problem. That's yeah, my yes, problem yes, here. That's exactly <laughs> what our community needs is a giant articulating <laughs> <get> salmon. salmon. <laughs> how, about, how about just lower my medical bill since yeah. I'm uninsured yeah. and I have to pay out of pocket when I go to okay. the hospital. Okay. Why don't you just forget about the articulating salmon, and 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 maybe drop your bills if you're the most expensive hospital in the state yeah you know maybe you can scale back some of that yeah. stuff
2: but you know the more i'm sitting here thinking about it, i think it is 340 something million because remember we talked earlier the first round of funding they got 12 million alone or 17 million Mm -hmm. What was it?
0: No, no, it was. Was it fourteen? It was fourteen million, and then seven million for the The, the Homer Hospital. But
2: so it has to be hundreds of billion, hundreds of millions.
0: Yeah. Because
2: that was not that was not portrayed as being a huge part. So if they would only make thirty-four million,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: it for them to get fourteen, it would have been a big deal. So no, it's got to be three hundred and I'm pretty sure I was I was appalled at the number. I stopped looking seriously. I stopped looking and went, okay, I, I, gotta, I can't deal with this. This is like a half a billion. Maybe it's just me. That's a huge amount of money, Jason. Yeah. No? No? Yes? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Running through that building there and Rick Davis and that board of directors hired him. Well, And they're making financial decisions. Well, well
0: when, I, when I saw Ostrander's name in his face, on the board, I thought, you know, okay, so here's a guy who is in charge of uh, city finance who who launders money yeah. to fund a capital project that has nothing to do with helping the people who the money was intended for. Yeah, that's so, his attitude. So, so, so the fact yeah. that, that he's there and he's not on the record, vociferously fighting back against the, the council saying, look, yeah. I have standards yeah, and I, I serve the people of the city... And I refuse to be the manager that is responsible for laundering this money and putting it towards a project that the people don't believe in.
2: He's going to do the same with the hospital. Exactly. So so if these are
0: the people who get put on the board. It should scare us. It should scare the crap out of us. us.
2: And it could be why there's been no pushback about covid because there's just this there's really not oh, but an, the, but
0: but they're all do-gooders because they don't really get anything out of this right i mean that's what this this uh this document says on online here that yeah oh they're all just volunteers yeah you yeah. know i don't know i mean i, I don't how I'm, many I, meetings can you sit through some some meetings make me want to just like pull a pen and swallow a hand grenade I, I, you know I, just, I mean it's not yeah. what i think of i've sat through my share of meetings yeah But uh, unless I know that I'm actually doing something really good, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go to a meeting. I'm not going to waste my time. But or unless there's a business angle. Yeah. Right. I'm a businessman. Yeah. If somebody invites me to a meeting, I'm going to evaluate my time and I'm going to look at what's important. I'm going to say, well, a is this going to be is it going to benefit my business? Yeah or b is it going is it going to benefit uh, this community or mm-hmm. you know or maybe maybe if i go there will be a family interest there maybe this will benefit my kids if yeah. i participate like the pta yeah. or something yeah. right yeah. right but we don't go to business go to meetings just out of the sheer pleasure of going to meetings no
2: there's there's an interest. there's yeah. always an incentive there's, 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 incentive. there's always yeah. an
0: interest there's always a hook yeah. and so so the question for the ostranders of the world is what's the hook for you?
2: Well, you know know what I've come to the conclusion the hook is? Because there's the same group. There's this book I read almost 40 years ago, and it said the 10 families that run Canada. And I went, this is just stupid. But I read it, and I went, oh, my.
0: Did it come with a a complimentary roll of uh, uh, Reynolds Wrap, tinfoil?
2: It it did not need it because (laughs) it was absolutely true. Okay. and i've come to the conclusion that there's a group of people that run everything and it does not surprise me that paul ostrander is now on the hospital board because it's he's just he's just rotating through all these things but the the, the part that scares me is because he's so knowledgeable about you know being on there he's aware of the the of the way money flows through the community who gets it who doesn't get it and that's where the corruption comes in is these people are too too um hooked into you know where stuff you know who makes the money who takes the money who gives them how to get the money
0: right whatever well and, and that's something i saw when i was in juneau was was you know people are like oh. why why would i why would i why would i punish myself why would i run for office just so that People could launch grenades at me all day long. Oh, there's, there's, this, you know, and it, it, yeah. it's, you know, well, power. Yeah, that, that's an power. ego, ego yeah. thing, right? Right. So people have tremendous egos generally, or, or well, you have to, to run for, right. you have to run, you have to have some kind you of, have, ego. you have to have an ego. But, but the other thing is access. Yeah, access. It's inside knowledge. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. The people who are who who are there in Juno are the first people to know mm-hmm. when something's coming along. There's a huge advantage in yeah. that. Because if you know that there's a, there's going to be a market trend emerging, mm-hmm. then you have the time to get in, invest, or help somebody who wants to get in. So much for insider trading. So, exactly. It's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's an insider trading.
2: It is. And, and because there's a new article that came out this week, and it talked about uh, the... Uh, People in the representatives, Nancy Pelosi in particular, and it's, I I think it's upwards of the billions. Somebody investigated their financial uh, backgrounds and they said, sure, these are all in like blind trusts or something. But when they looked at it, they've actually done better. Than the stock market. Oh yeah, they've actually done better than a well-managed well, they, 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 portfolio they can in the stock out, market. They can
0: outperform it because they can the, see uh, it before it becomes a trend. They, they can see it before yes. everybody else buys in. Yes, or they they directly yeah. Im, uh, create yeah. policies Policy. that will benefit yeah. the play that they're yeah. going to make you know, in the market.
2: And and what 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 irritates the heck out of me is when I talk to people and they criticize ordinary investors. They go, well, but, you know, investors in the stock market, you know. I'm going, well, every pension plan in the United States is invested in the stock market. Yeah, yeah. Every, every union, every union, some of the governments have money in the stock market. The, the, well, the PFD, the PFD, the permanent fund. The PFD is invested in the, the stock market, so please don't give me. Well,
0: at, at one point, uh, this was about 10 years ago, I was, I was doing some research on the permanent fund. Okay, yeah. And at that time... If I, if I read it right. Yeah. It was like 12% of the entire volume of, of trading yeah. on the NYSE was Alaskan investment through the permanent yeah, fund. Yeah, no, it is.
2: It's a, it's 12%? A, yes, yes, it used to be huge. You know, yeah. for,
0: it, yeah. it, well, it can't yeah. be smaller. No, but, but it, there's other bigger... It's got to be huge still. Yeah, but
2: other companies invest in other companies too. So, so,
0: so you know, you know um, the, the point is, is that is that there's corruption everywhere. And if we remain asleep yes. and we just expect things to go like yeah. they always have, yeah. um, you know, we read before the uh, the, the Davy Crockett piece, you yeah. know, on yeah. Not Yours to Give, yeah. and this idea that once the, uh, you know, the, the republic only exists and only remains a healthy, viable thing so long as the Congress does not realize that they can spend from the public largesse
2: yeah, they, on their own private but they,
0: projects. But that's the way do, business that, is done now. That's the way
2: they do it now. It's totally you know? done that way now. And the, and the trade-off that we've given is, you know, like Dwayne said, for me it was really poignant when he said, well, I took my wife to the hospital because they would
0: fix they her. They would fix her.
2: And we, this is where we are now, is we're, you know, it and it's not from a position of bad or good or whatever. We've just bought into this and we've been conditioned into it's this. It's brainwashing. Brainwashed all of us that we're going to go to hospitals. It's and
0: like It's kind of like the school system, you know, uh, the primary school system saying, yes. saying, uh, you know, study hard, work hard, yeah. do well on your, your SATs, do well on your LSATs and your MCATs and all these things, and you are guaranteed wealth and prosperity once you go to college and get a college degree. But you're not. But no, no. And, no. and my generation was one of the first generations yeah. since you know the baby boomers uh, that uh, I was generation x I am generation x yeah. that we did that we followed the formula yeah. we did what we were told we we mindlessly like drones went and just plugged ourselves into the systems and the system makes mindless middle managers people who yeah. who yeah. are not creative you look at all the elite people and yeah. see where they send their children to school well but they 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 don't put them in the in the public school system and and they don't put them a lot of you know the public schools are all about technology. We yeah. got to get kids yeah. in front of screens. Well, you look at the people from Silicon Valley and, and what they do with their kids. They they keep them away, away from, from screens. Yeah. Why? Screens yep. are captivating, yep. uh, programming yep. Yep. devices. Yeah. Yep and And there's something there's something about that brainwashing mentality. Yeah. and yeah. And so you but, they want you to look a certain way and do a certain things because now you're predictable. Now you'll fit yeah. into their algorithm for behavior. But, but
2: you can still beat the system because my husband and I unknowingly did it with our daughter, and he was a mid level manager, so he knew how the game was played. And we from the day the, from the time she went into college, we we were coaching her. And it's really interesting because everything we did was right. It was, it was, uh, it, and it's, it's teaching your child a perspective and it's, I'm, I can. Oh, critical thinking well, skills. Not only that, but, but you have to learn. Okay. One of the things we told her that was absolutely genius was get to know your professors, sit in the front of the class and get to know your professors. And it was amazing what that did in classes, some classes, she was the only one that they knew the name of. Mm-hmm. That You know and it was a, a really simple thing and you know don't do it to be mean But just find a way if, if if you needed help go to them rather than a student or something And she even had I think when she was in freshman's office when she was in her junior year at texas a and m One of the professors he usually invites the grad students out for a meal at the end of the term He invited her too, to go with them. And she was not a grad student. He had made this connection with her and You know so. I, I don't want to toss away the American if you truly believe you know what they say just you know get the education and and that you have to look at what wealthy people do, and they do, They there's, there's. I mean, my daughter did crew. She played soccer. Seriously, there were sports we encouraged her to do. Right. She learned how to ski. Right. Ski race. Skiing is a good thing. Well. Crew, you know, rowing is a wonderful thing, because you, you at least have the lingo, and what, soccer was a good thing, too, because that's a, you know, so there's a, I, I, this is just advice. You know, if you want to succeed, you can beat these people at their game. Don't give up. But you can't let them allow them you can't allow them to put you in a pigeonhole which is what we've allowed them to do to us right you know as, as long as you learn how to do this you'll be fine no you won't
0: well, you know, um, we're going to go ahead and close oh, out because we're getting a bunch of people that are showing up for the meeting now. And um, I would encourage you to come down, check out the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club, like and share this podcast with your friends and family. Uh, the more that we engage as a community and the more that we raise knowledge and, and edu- educate each other and, um, and share information, the more that we actually communicate Um, In real ways rather than just in uh, uh, social network and social media ways, but actually sitting down across the table from each other and have a cup of tea or coffee and and just, uh, you know, um, connect, uh, the the better our community is going to be. And if you don't like how something is going, then you have no one to blame but yourself exactly if right. you are not actively engaged in trying to make a change. And and that's really what the uh, Social Club is about. is about family, friendship, faith, um, free enterprise, and um, just building community. And so uh, check us out on the web at uh, amocancoffee.ninja, N-I-N-J-A. And uh, you can see our event schedule there. You can also get uh, links to the Podbean podcast. Um, You know, we have the ability to receive support for the podcast on Patreon. And uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Patreon, it's a way that you can become patrons uh, uh, or supporters of this uh, this broadcast medium. If you have an idea about uh, a, a show topic where you'd like to come on the show, please reach out to us here at The Social Club. Uh, we'd love to have you on as a guest. You know, conservatism comes in all sorts of shapes and sizes and colors, and whether you have an R behind your name or you're independent or a libertarian, or maybe you just don't like the labels at all and you just want to be left alone, Uh, You know, that is uh, that's that's a form of conservatism. And if you're a a Democrat or uh, somebody, uh, uh, you know, I heard them called blue dogs uh, uh, Mm -hmm. a number of times, you know, those folks love liberty, too. And so if you love liberty and you're concerned about where the nation is headed, where our community is headed, and you feel that liberty is in jeopardy, then you're welcome to come to the, show, the, 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 uh, the shop as well, be on the show as well. Uh, I love a critically minded liberal, somebody who's willing to have an honest conversation. We don't always have to agree on everything, but if we can agree on liberty, then that's something. And that is, and and that's something that we can uh, be neighbors and uh, and and have fellowship around, because uh, your freedom of speech is my freedom of speech, and if we end up canceling each other, then uh, nobody is free. So, um, thank you for joining us again, uh, Loretta. Any final statements? I know you were writing something down as I was finishing. No, there. Was,
2: just the uh, website for. Dwayne, but you know, uh, if you go online and you find a way to uh, do something nice for the truckers in Canada, do yes, you know they've uh, look up Coots C O U T T S. It's a border crossing in Alberta. It's fabulous. It's been blocked by by tractors hauling harvesters and grain bins. Well, you're talking about like a like a there's po- a, a, posse a there's of of like a 300 posse <laughs> horse uh, horse posse that they're riding across and trying to. You know, stop stuff. And uh, these are farm folks. If you look at where Coots is, it's the middle of nowhere.
0: So one question for you as a uh, recovering Canadian. Canadian yes, yes. Um, do you think that uh, Trudeau is going to be able to actually uh, mobilize the military? Because that's something that's been in the media is the mobilization of the military p- against people there in Quebec. Uh, they're arresting people for just honking their horns and uh, you,
2: you know the military i think is a different animal than the 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 uh, they they have the national police which is the Art royal canadian mounted police and then they have uh, provincial police in different places so they they're two different things you know uh-huh. They're trained very differently. And this morning, I saw on one of my websites that there was a bunch of uh, ex-military men were standing in protest in front of. And I don't know if they'd gone to the um, the border crossing that's in. uh, It's in Ontario. It's it's the the one that goes over the river that they were blocking. But I don't know if they were there. But that you know, I think it's a toss-up. I don't know if the military will willingly go and take out Canadians because they're not doing anything. Well, they're talking about
0: hundred thousand dollar fines and yeah. removal of their trucking licenses and their, their authorization to, to transport goods and trucks and, Basically taking people's livelihoods away and threatening them with fines and jail yeah, well, and all kinds you know, of things. You know, and
2: the dirty little secret is in Canada, it looks to me to be that trucking is largely a minority um, occupation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, Pakistanis, there's a lot of Bulgarians, there's a lot of
0: uh, so other s- nationalities. So you, you might say the white nationalists in Parliament are, so are going to act against the minorities.
2: I, yeah, <laughs> I just don't understand how that's going to play out when you you throw off, you know, when you put a bunch of pakistanis and these are really ethnic people i mean we're not talking these are not westernized i'm ethnic <laughs> well they're they're truly uh, some of them are like first generation canadians okay, they still right. they they do not speak english very well some of them i mean there were some um uh, they still Eastern practice Europeans. all their cultural yes activities they, they and still are, celebrations yes and they st-
0: Haven't adopted the national celebration. No, you know,
2: and I just don't know how well that's going to play. And I don't know if they should, because if you see any of the true stuff that's going on, I mean, they're hilarious. I love Canadian sense of humor. They were, the police came and they were going to confiscate the uh, diesel or whatever it was. And they, so they confiscated. So the next day, hundreds of people showed up with red jerry cans, walking up and down the streets of, of, uh, you know, Ottawa. And some of them, people had water in them. So, think about it. Uh, you know, when are you going to stop every person and say, What's in, your, what's in the jerry can? What's in the jerry can? Mm-hmm. There's another group of people that sat around making with a drumming group on the jerry cans. You know, just <laughs> you've got to mock them. And I don't know yeah. how he can walk away from that because he's, he's becoming a fool, truly. No, no, he's been a fool a long time. Well, but this is really showing An up. An evil I mean, fool. Well, he's, no, he's just stupid. <laughs> Because you, you got to no Come on. The reason why I dispute the evil versus stupid, because at least with evil there, there's sometimes a philosophy behind it or a, a something. Oh, yeah.
0: I think there's a philosophy behind it. But
2: Trudeau, Justin Trudeau has no brain to have a philosophy to be evil.
0: And on that note, we're going to go ahead and call it a day. Uh, you've heard it here. Justin Trudeau has no brain, and uh, but we do. <laughs> and we are critically-minded, thinking people, and we encourage you to come back and uh, tune mm. in to us next week. Mm. Uh, if you get that unmentionable, unnameable illness uh, out there, uh, know that there is hope and uh, that you have loving, caring community members around you who are willing to step up and help you when the hospital is not. With the horse, please. <laughs> Whatever. Whether it's that or or something else, you know, uh, treatment and prevention and therapy do exist. And uh, we are not a a mindless uh, body of people who can only take one protocol. Get a second opinion, get a third, get as many as you need, then do what's right for you and your family. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day, everybody.